If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Mary, don't Mary, Mary, don't you weep. Mary, you don't know that song. I know, but it felt real scandal to me, mm-hmm. and so I couldn't be like, shh, 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 and like moving to the next scene. But I don't want to sing that song. I want to sing a different song. What you want to sing? Oh, we were talking about Britney Spears, right? I, mm-hmm. So we should do. Um, I'm not. I will not be singing anything by Britney. Not even. Spears. Not even Britney Spears with Yin Yang Twins. Do I even no, look like, with you. like you know? What you, I'm remember, saying? you remember when Britney Spears had that song with the Yin Yang Twins? I do. I remember wondering to myself. Who did this? How did this even happen? Who said, you know what, Brittany? You need to get in the studio with Yin Yang Twins. They were huge, though. What do you they mean? were, but it was still Britney Spears. And, like, I mean, the Whisper song, like, the, Yin Yang Twins, they huge. absolutely. Right. But the song was so dumb. Like, they doing Twinly, 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 Like, Britney probably sought them out. She probably did. Mm-hmm. That was, that Britney was, Jean was I think that was the label saying, okay, both of y'all are doing numbers on these charts. Clap! Here we go. Like y'all work together, come out, put up with a high record, and let's make some money off of all this. It's like um, it was still great. What's for the her tour. name? Uh, Taylor Swift with Fetty Wap. Did you guys see that? I did. <sighs> Maybe we should start. <laughs> we absolutely should just not even go that route. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I like Taylor Swift now. Um, I think it's great that she's been bringing all these people out that have songs that I love. I, you know, she has this song. And what made me like her, this is what's really crazy. It wasn't even her singing the song. It was those girls, I can't think of their name, but the collect the girls that can sing that were from the X Factor, they covered one of her songs. <laughs> and I saw it on one of those cheesy, like, compilation videos online or whatever. And so I'm like, damn, this song is fucking, it's, it's beautiful. I'm like, who is it? And so I found out it was those girls. I can't think of their name, but it's five Which, which song was it? Red. Oh yeah, yep, it's a song called Red, and it's beautiful. It's one of the most beautifully yeah. written songs. I think she she's makes... a really dope songwriter. I haven't heard the album. Yeah, like, <laughs> but, but I, I but I know a lot of people were like, I know whatever you might think, but this album's really the good. album was good, and that's why I was like really about to like root for Taylor this season. But she just talked too much, and she be trying to take everybody's concept and do too much, and it's just like <laughs> Taylor. You know, get one thing, stick to it for a little while. Like, you know how Rihanna just would give us era after era after right. era? Taylor Swift kind of, like, gives us an era. And then she's going to take this and take that, and we're going to make this together. And this is all my era. <laughs> and it's like, but you weren't doing that when you first came. I don't give a damn. I'm Taylor Swift. If I want it, I'm going to have it. And it's like, okay, 
Taylor. I, See, I don't even me. pay her that much attention. Like, oh, I haven't been following her. I just know she's like oh, a with huge, this album, mega-selling superstar. Absolutely, that irritates the shit out of a lot of people. <laughs> and so I was just like, well, damn, what is it? Like, let me just check it out. And then once I heard that song, I was like, oh, there's talent. Here. Not even, not so even sung by attention. her. So once yeah. he heard that song by. Sang by other people, not even Taylor Swift singing. Yeah. Y'all, we really started this episode talking about Britney, the Yin Yang twins, and, and Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift, yeah. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the friend zone. <laughs> well, Welcome I love to that. The friend zone. That's hey. right. We are here for episode three of the friend zone once again with myself, Dustin Ross. I'm an actor from New York. I kind of do my thing around here. We have also Fran of HeyFranHey.com. I'm the the Zen one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm actually sitting here drinking tea, so excuse the pause. Is that all you got in that mug? <laughs> Cut it out. And I'm going to say hello now. It's Hey Asante in the red corner. Since we talking about Taylor Swift and Red, because it's a beautiful ass song. I like how you did that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just a creative collector, collector of all things cool. So What does I that like mean? That. A, a creative, creative curator? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Well, which one? You said collector first, and now you're saying curator. Oh, well, I do both. You know, okay. creative collector, I like to just take a pieces of everything. Of cool. I'm telling you, like, I like to set some trends. I like to really, like, seek out things like, oh, Everybody listen to Selection Radio. They are not paying me to say this, but like Selection, they call themselves like you the put me on music sounds they of tomorrow. Afro-punk. They were Afropunk. Mm-hmm. Andre Power was out there. Mm-hmm. I was so jealous and upset that I did not. Y'all hear this? Okay, I need everybody to know just because this just happened to us. <laughs> Dustin just put a bottle of Spectre on the table like we about to drink it with him. Like we don't got to go to work tomorrow morning. <laughs> Self, yourself included. What's wrong with that? I'm grown, and I feel like it's a good decision to make. We're going to talk and have a good conversation. Thank you for telling the world my business. <laughs> well, know. you banged it on the table like a gavel. I wasn't sure if they heard it Thank or not. Thank you for, you know, you know sharing. Right, Judge, the, the, Judge Joe Brown get locked up, and y'all just go. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all hear it that time? Well, what are we getting into today, guys, since the vodka bottle's out? Speaking of judges, though, really quick, this is off topic. <laughs> But I have a story, you guys. I already know what you're going to talk about. Uh, you saw the picture? I did. Okay. Oh, so God. last week I got invited to this really, really dope um, party for, um, I can say who it was for, right? I should be able to say that, right? I don't say Well, anything. anyway, last week I was at this really dope event that I got invited to. Shout out to my boy Carl um, from Detroit, who actually is a really dope author and got me the invite. Anyway, we went to um, a birthday celebration, and and I'm sitting at this table, and two seats down from me is Judge Maybelline Ephraim. Now, oh, if your blackness God. is set up the way that my <laughs> blackness is set up, then that just weighed on your soul heavily, <laughs> because Judge Maybelline is a pillar within the black daytime television community of people who watch that staying home from school or watched it during the holiday breaks. But anytime you got a chance to watch the daytime TV program, <laughs> and you watched Judge Maybelline Ephraim on Divorce Court, we knew yeah. her hair was short. We knew her witty retort. You know what I'm saying? We, we knew everything that she was going to do and say. And so I had a full circle moment. I can't even front y'all. That's crazy because I actually didn't didn't know you were going to say that. I thought you were <sighs> going to bring up Judge Joe Brown. Did you see his yeah, mugshot? Yeah, I, I saw that. Oh, yes. no. I saw that. That's what he was talking yeah. about. That's what I thought <laughs> yeah. you were going to say. <laughs> No. Locked up, won't it? Can you believe that I'm sitting at this dinner party and two seats down is Judge Maybelline? Does, so did you take an Instagram picture with her? I took one. I did not post it on Instagram. And actually, she asked me to take the picture. Oh. Her and I, her and I had started talking and telling.
telling jokes and stuff and we were having a good time together and she was actually turning people down for the pictures and so which was funny to me but you know and it wasn't like disrespectful or anything like that it was just she was eating right no, and yeah, so I get it. once she started taking the pictures I kind of looked at her and was laughing. And she's like, and you get up here, too. You got to take one like that. And so that's how it happened. See, Best Dustin, experience. She sensed, I love Judge Maybelline. She sensed that his chakras were aligned. That's she right. She sure did. And God bless this trap nigga that night. <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome to the friend zone, you guys. Uh, we've had such an overwhelming amount of support, so we definitely want to open up with thanks for that. As usual, thank you for listening on SoundCloud. Thank you for listening on iTunes. And all the emails, you guys. Yeah. All the tweets. We all the emails. We didn't even know which ones to choose for today because yeah. it was like they were all so good yes and we just really appreciate that and we're so happy that you guys are getting a chance to know us right. and we're getting a chance to know you and so and please don't be offended if we do not get to read your email we get so many and we're so thankful and glad to get them and just know that we are i am reading all of these emails like, like we they're actually, literally on his lap as we speak. we actually started the <laughs> episode off reading email like kind of to get us started and i can't pull it up right now but thank you for writing and i'm just gonna write your email back just to say that i did it because <laughs> i'm really bad with email so anytime i can win i like to take my win <laughs> <laughs> he said i like to take it that's right i ain't mad at that <laughs> so um yeah so this week <laughs> And all things deep that nobody wants to talk about, but we talk about here on the friend zone. <laughs> right. We're going to explore trust. We're going to explore trust in friendships. Trust. Mm-hmm. And what it really means to actually rely, yeah, rely on the strength of your friendship with someone in order to sustain it. You may find yourself in situations where, um, and actually, friend, why don't you lead into this? Because you received the feedback directly that inspired this conversation. I, so, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I think today what we wanted to explore, sorry, we have to put our phones on silent. <laughs> blowing <laughs> well, up. Well, we are blowing up. Um, <clears throat> we wanted to explore, like, uh, when you're going through your changes, because I know last week we were discussing family dynamics, but this week we wanted to discuss friendships and how do you distinguish between friendships that are genuinely uh, growing apart, which happens to the best of us, or friendships where you're just going through different phases of life and kind of hitting different seasons at different times. Mm-hmm. So how do you know when it's one or the other? And how do you accept your friends for whatever phase they're in? Because I know for me, I've had friends that, you know, they accept that I'm doing all this spiritual work and, you know, with my health and my fitness and they may not necessarily be on the same path yet or even interested. Kind of like when we were having the discussion last week and Asante was admitting, like, he's like, I'm not doing that list. Right. But we're still friends. Right. You know what I mean? Just because I have a bookshelf full of <laughs> self-help <laughs> books on chakras and you may not be interested in them, in them doesn't mean that we don't have common interests right. whatsoever, you know? So, even, even thinking about the show, how people look at us and they're like, how did they get together? Like, And that, to me, that's a <laughs> that's actually a fantastic point because I know there were a lot of people that probably thought this trio was an odd mix. Right. Because it's like, you know, how do you put this Zen person with these people that, like, laugh and have more of a playful... I was like, does he just hear a baby? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell was that? (laughs) That was weird. Um, But I was just, you know, even with that, like people wondering how we are even cool with each other and and what things do we find in common. So I was curious, uh, Dustin and Asante, like how have you guys found that the changes that you may have been going through career-wise, creatively, just personally, 
have they affected your friendships and how do you distinguish between that and the friendships that may just kind of you know are expired well for me i think that the first thing you have to do is be aware and accepting of the fact that things do change and that is you know it goes to to relationships friendships everything things change and people change too some things change for the better some things can be perceived to change for the worse um, but they change. And so that's 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 a harsh reality to accept because something as as personal to you and something you safeguard as much as a real friendship, especially when you're like years deep or not even necessarily years deep, but just a lot of impactful time spent with one person. It's like you become vested in it. And, it, and, and it's, it's something that you covet and you hold you want to safeguard and protect. But sometimes, you know, things change and your friendships and relationships can change as your life changes. You enter into different environments, different professional realms, different uh, social circles, and things that you didn't know that you were interested in become your interests. Things that you didn't know uh, you could identify with, you find out that you can, and so you seek them out. And you start spending more and more of your time that would otherwise be spent, say, with the person, you know, you spend that time doing other things and sometimes that changes things. Right. And I think it's often um, misinterpreted as a disinterest, I guess. But sometimes it is OK for you to prioritize your time. And I almost hate saying prioritize because of the implications that come along with that as far as something being more, more important, important than something than another, else. Yeah. But <clears throat> but you schedule your time, you know, differently depending on what stage of your life that you're at. As a person who moved away from my hometown and into a new city, I then had all these new friendships and all these new things that were occupying my time. And I had to find time to devote to people that were were previously, you know, they held up a lot of my time and they took up a large portion of my time because they were important to me. So I've, I've actually personally had to focus on maintaining friendships from afar. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's okay to just have a reverence for the history and the time that you have with someone. Sometimes that's enough. You don't have to agree on everything anymore. You don't have to see things the same way, but the mere fact that you share that history can then become the foundation of you reconnecting and seeking each other out when the opportunity presents itself to have some fun together, just reflect and just be friends. Right. Yeah. I think the definition of your friendship changes as time goes on. Right. So, what about you, Asante? Being that you left Atlanta and now you're in New York, how did that affect your friendships? You know what? Um, I've always been the person to just kind of be around. Like, uh, I just like to hang out with people, have a good time, uh, talk, support, just do stuff like that. So moving away from Atlanta and like everything that I knew and everybody that I knew was really hard for me because it was like, I'm not going to get to, you know, meet up with my best friend at Atlantic Station and then go, you know, just ride around, play our music and shit like that. And then I moved here and um, me and my best friend, like we still talk. We don't we'll talk like maybe once a a month sometimes and pick up right where we left off. But then there are other people that just kind of like fell by the wayside. Like I used to FaceTime them all the time just to like still say what's up. But, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, New York itself is so busy. It's like if you're not making time for me in Atlanta. I can't make time for you in New York, but I think you kind of meet people where they are and from there, friendships are decided. Like at that very moment you meet someone, it's like there's an expiration date without you even knowing it. And sometimes that can be because you become more like your friends and maybe I'll start to clash or um, that absence will make the heart grow fonder. I feel like there's so many different dynamics that happen when you're going through just like 
the moving process and making friends all over again and just meeting people and seeing who's going to stick around. It's just such an interesting thing to even go through. But like, especially right now, kind of figuring out the dynamics of friendship, let alone new friendships and old friendships and like time management with that. It's just so hard. Yeah. I think for me, uh, the hardest part for me was like my best friend uh, ended up getting married and having a child and then moving into an apartment. Now she's like mm. this mom. And then she, she got responsibilities. Yeah. And it was like so overwhelming for me because it's like one moment you guys are getting pissy drunk, going to the club, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, on the tr- on the train, the three train at like four in the morning trying to get home because you guys are too broke to take a cab mm-hmm. from downtown to Harlem. And now suddenly obviously not suddenly it wasn't overnight but i'm saying like the new shift in our life is that now you know i'm lucky if she even responds back to my text because she's so busy she's like a married woman with a child and a career trying to juggle that and then it's like you know i'm doing my thing with with my brand and when we see each other it's awesome because we can kind of catch up and and now we're just like adults (laughs) adults right. <laughs> like she's about to be like an assistant principal <laughs> in the school you know i'm over here with my campaign so it's exciting because we so much has changed for us but it's still that weird element of like sadness in a way you right. know because yeah. it's like you have to let go of all the the, the memories and the things that you yeah. were used to and the fun part and it's like now this is the new you know the new phase you're in but it's still kind of nostalgic you know really? I get like you that sometimes. You know what? I can't even front. Sometimes I uh I'll like look at my old ass like Facebook photos right. and videos. And you're just like And Whoa. I'm just like, damn. But you know, like I've been I feel like in this, such a short period of time I've been through so so many different phases. I'm always thinking about like what's next. And right. I kind of just don't even I don't even consider people. That's terrible to say, but like, <laughs> you know, because sometimes when people want to pick up the phone, they do pick up the phone, right. and when they don't, and it's never personal. I feel like we just always have things that we have to deal with, and sometimes we'll come back around where we're supposed to, and sometimes we don't, and maybe we just weren't meant to. But right, that's it, true. Especially like when it's switching faces like that. Oh, it's so it's so like, but you know, one thing I will say, and I and to those of you listening, let me know if like this is something that resonates with you. I know that a lot of my friendships that have changed is because when you're younger, a lot of the times, most people bond based on, I don't want to sound like so emo, but you bond on misery, if that makes sense. That like makes the, perfect sense. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Like the things that you guys are troubled with mm-hmm. almost bring you together to a certain type of person. And so... You guys, that's why you're always, you know, getting busy drunk or going there. You're gossiping and you're at the house watching this and talking this and talking shit. And it's just like that becomes your relationship. And it works for a long time. It's okay. It's usually through your 20s. You're just kind of like, you know, ratchet with your friends. Everyone knows that phase. But then there's always a friend that doesn't want to leave that phase. You know what I mean? So that's where things start shifting because it's like, okay, do you just accept that your friend is maybe 30 years old still <laughs> wanting, doing the same shit, doing the same things, and you just no longer have a taste for that? Do you leave them behind? Is this when the separation begins, or do you just accept that that's who they just are? You know what I mean? And for me, like, my friends and I have all kind of accepted each other. You know, I was the one that kind of stopped going to the club after a while because I wanted to be home drinking tea with a blanket, reading books. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of the phase I went into. 
then my other friend and I have one that just stayed she's still clubbing to like to this day that's just her thing and my other friend is now married with kids you know what I mean and we all kind of just gone through our different um moments and seasons but like you said we still we may not speak often you know it might be a text here text there facetime let's catch up have dinner but like those are still my friends you know what i mean and and i have made a lot new friends that kind of fit more of the lifestyle that i live now so we can speak more often because we have more to talk about right you know we like um if we're going to talk about shocker books and stuff, like my friend that's clubs doesn't really care about the Osho book. <laughs> She's going to be like, girl, nobody has time for that. Right. You know, but like, I'm, I guess I'm always curious, like for you guys and those of you listening, like how do you distinguish between the relationships that have to be let go or maybe expired or maybe there is no such thing. Maybe there has to just be a mutual respect for where people are. Right. I think it's base is rooted in that, that exactly respect. But if you have if you have a respect for your friend and your friend has respect for you, then you both understand that although your lifestyles have changed, although you're doing two different things, that's still your friend. Right. And so there's no judgment there. And that's where it gets tricky, because when you're friends with someone, it's like you want the best for them. You want to see them at their full potential. You know what I'm saying? Doing well and getting everything that, you know, they want out of life. And so sometimes but you can't want more for someone than they, they want, want for, for themselves. themselves. You yeah, can't because that always causes the trouble. And I think it's OK, too. I think it's OK for people to be where they are as far as creating, you know, a life that makes them happy. Although you and your friend may have set up and had conversations for years, you know, about chasing certain dreams or about, you know, what you want out of life or, or whatever you whatever it is. And then say you know, you actually go after yours. Right. You know, you try to That's get it. Good. Your friend is still in the same space. Right. And sometimes it's difficult to not look at them and say, you know, damn, like, I can't believe you made that choice because this is, I know that this is who you were and this is what you wanted, mm-hmm. but now your life is this. So it, what, what you can do in that circumstance is be relying upon your respect. You can rely upon the respect that you have for them, the respect that you have for your histories, if, a history as friends. And sometimes that's enough. It's enough just to say, you know what, you're my friend. And let's talk about let's talk about how you feel about what's going on in your life right now. They may want to talk to you about how you feel about what's going on in your life. Right. You know what I mean? Like and it's, as long as you have a mutual respect there, there won't be room for judgment or there won't be room for, for that type of discord that'll make that will tear a friendship apart. Now, there are times where people don't respect each other as friends they've made different decisions and then one friend tries to then shame the other friend almost for doing things differently or not seeing things exactly the same yeah Yeah. you know what i mean and those i think are the the times and the instances where it's best to move in a different direction Mm -hmm. you know what i mean as far as feeling as if this sustaining this friendship is critical because it's actually detrimental at that point so I think that that's the moment where there's a, a make or break decision to be made. As long as you both respect each other, as long as you have a reverence for your history, I think you can be friends for life. You know, I have so many friends that I just don't even talk to. But when I see them, like, it's all love just because I'm the, the type of person that I don't ever I don't ever <clears throat> actually uh, try to make my friends feel a certain way about things. I just feel like we all go through stuff and stuff happens and sometimes you lose touch with people and then sometimes people move into a different phase where you know they may actually need you but they don't know how to say that and they actually end up pushing you away 
But outside of that, I've never, like, I've experienced that. And in that sort of instance, you know, I actually became like a stronger bond with somebody because it was like, you know, I was being pushed away all that time. And I thought, this is the first time in my life I'm actually going to, like, lose a friend. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because normally people just kind of come and go, you know? Right. But when that happened and, you know, we thought we were at our breaking point, it was really just like, this is why this happened. And I didn't want to be judged for it, not even by me, but it was something internally that they had going on. And I thought that that was so interesting because you just never know what's going on with somebody else. And especially in a friendship, you never want to feel like you've walked away from somebody or, you know, you just kind of shut somebody out and there's never going to be a resolve. So you just never know what's going to you never know where people are going to be when you meet them and you you know meet them where they're at. You never know where they're going to end up. So it's always important for me to try to to try to be as understanding as possible. I think it's hard for me to like really radiate that or like say that at certain times. But I think it's so important for us as like people to just always try to be understanding of other people. Right. And how do you how do you resolve with the friends of yours that you feel like aren't chasing that dream or you know like do you do you just not talk about it with them if like you know what what how do you deal with it like how do you deal with the what do they say like you treat them with kid gloves. right kid gloves that's I, the term I was to, looking for. to me it, see <clears throat> when, like i said friendship for me is all rooted in respect there's no room for judgment there's no room for jealousy like those those things don't even come into the picture when you're dealing with a real friendship so with my friends who, and I have, like, my friends are, like, my friends. You know what I mean? It's not a question, like, we are friends. We've been friends for however long we've been friends, and it's just established. And when it comes to those people, like, we share what's going on in our lives at that time. So it's kind of like we're in the moment together. So there really is no judgment. Like, I, we, we, we'll have a conversation about what's going on in, the, in your life and what's going on in my life. And we'll talk about how we feel in that moment. If we even want something different or if we're doing this on purpose, if this is something that's just happening or if this is something that we want to change, like we talk each other through those decisions and those emotions. I like that, yeah. And it removes that awkward quotient or the the space where you would say, but damn, you could be better than what you are. But it's personal for me at that point because I'm involved with you as your friend. You know, we've talked each other along the way through this circumstance. And so that's what helps me then. Um, Yeah, that's what helps me get through, not even get through because it's not an issue of me having challenges or difficulties, you know, maintaining my place as that person's friend. It just literally is what's going on. When shit is raggedy for me, we talk about it. When things are raggedy for them, we talk about it and support each other. Right. And so that's the difference. I think that some people may find challenges when they have expectations, you know, and and unfair expectations almost on their friendship or on people in general as friends. And I think that that's what brings in that negative energy because it's like an issue of them living up to the certain potential or failing or being a good friend or not based on something that really they're entitled to have, which is their own opinion and their own feelings and their own choices and decision-making. Right. So although we may want them to make a different choice and they may want us to make a different choice too, it's really not up to us. All we have to do is just support them through whatever is going on, and that is really the true essence of a friendship. And that's one thing I do struggle with in um, most of my friendships, just because I struggle with it in my work life. So I, I recognize that it's in my personal friendships that I do like expect things of people like like I just kind of expect you know people like like how you texted that you're going to be late 
like normally I don't expect like I'm just like oh my friends know me late so I don't even expect like a text message you know what I'm saying right so when you sent that I was just like I don't I've like I actually smiled really hard because I unfairly sometimes I'm like okay we're running late I've been waiting here nobody texts nobody does whatever like on a small scale you know mm-hmm. so to think about when you get into it with a friend or you just out at the club with a friend you know sometimes you expect your friend to know how to act you expect this you expect that but if that's your friend you know, sometimes that's why you have those expectations. But then you have to remember on the other side of that, you are expected to, you know, unconditionally love your friend. So right. the other stuff isn't supposed to matter. And the and, biggest thing is not is not on the lines of like expectation, not expecting your friends to love you the same way you love them. Right. Because I think that's been my biggest thing. Like a lot of my friends because of the work that I've done on myself, I've sort of become that friend that people call. The sounding board. Right, mm-hmm. to vent. And I'm sort of, you know, after a while, you kind of become that person. That, and then people forget to ask you if you're okay. Right, <laughs> yeah. You I was know? the library for a long time. Right, That's and you try would... not to resent them because in a way you assume that position. Right. You know what I mean? You can't be mad at them because you've allowed this to be the dynamic but you also, you know, don't want to be that person that secretly is like, well, you ain't going to ask me <laughs> how I'm doing. That's me. You know what I mean? And that's not I, healthy I, I, either. I get like that sometimes. <laughs> I do. Like, I get real quiet. I'm, and I be, I was like, well, I'm in my own and world. And you're sitting there, like, fuming. And they're not even realizing. They're still talking to you about what happened in their day. And, and you know, some <laughs> of the times, like, I've I'd gotten so used to it. Um, I don't know if it happened to me a lot as a child or I just was really good at entertaining myself. But, like, sometimes when, like everybody's talking I'm left out of a conversation instead of looking at my phone like I can just keep myself entertained in a room full of people <laughs> like I can that's Sound why like a I, single child. I don't even mind like going out by myself and doing stuff like that but that's why I've always gotten like some of the best responses just because I'm so like comfortable with myself in certain ways so right. I, I never try to suffer in a social situation because I know like I'm me this is what I can do and this is what I'm gonna do right so, yeah I think What's helped me with my friendships is just, like you said, being more accepting of where people are and also being accepting of the role that I play in their lives. If you know, if I think we tend to be more tolerant of our boyfriends and girlfriends for some reason, but when it comes to our friends, we're more like picky and well, nitpicky, I should say, just kind of get frustrated more, you know what I mean? But with a boyfriend or girlfriend, you put up with all kinds of crap and then. You kind of don't have the same emotional thread for your friends. But the older I've gotten, I've learned to uh, to be as allowing with them, too. Like, it doesn't matter where they are in their life. Like, if I can do something to contribute positively, you know, I take it upon myself to do that and not secretly <laughs> resent them or be mad that they probably didn't ask me how I was doing that week or what's going on with me or and that's how they can contribute. to, like, transparency, right? Right. Because it's easier to be fully transparent in a platonic relationship, in a friendship. You know, in a, in a romantic relationship, it's like you're trying to present yourself at at your best at right, all times. Right. So you don't want to look like you're tripping over some petty shit or true, whatever. So you kind of withhold. <laughs> Whereas with your friends, you are butt naked completely. Like it's <laughs> right. just like, yo, whatever. Like right. this is how I feel. It's much right. easier to be transparent. So bumping heads is probably more of. A- but I gotta be honest. Like for me, and what I know friendship to be. Me and my friends have never really had, like, conflict. So that's so foreign to me. Right. And this new phase of my life where I do have new friendships and sometimes maybe conflict may arise because friends that naturally you've had for years and years and years, you know each other so well, 
like I've just never like me and my best friend have never been mad at each other mm-hmm. you know what I mean like never like we just have always whatever we were mad about we would discuss like yo I can't believe this happened like check this out. like it's just like you're there you're the ally you right. know what I mean yeah and so I've had to learn that like at this stage in my life how to properly manage like those situations in in friendships because they do occur and now I know that my perspective on friendship was it was just different based on what my experiences were and as my experiences and my circumstances and my surroundings changed you know that changed too and so I had to learn how to do that I think that that's something that's important sometimes you have to remove yourself from situations and kind of look at it from a logical perspective as far as just like That's what's going up. on you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but right. you never know where logic's going to take you that's the weird thing because i'm so vocal about saying that i'm always in my head about stuff because i know that even though i'm thinking about all these different things that doesn't mean that i'm catching every angle and every aspect so the part that i might be like upset or happy about someone else might be laughing at a different part of the joke or crying at a different part of the song. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's just like, you never know what's going to pop out. <laughs> well, now I think I, we had initially said that we were going to talk about some other stuff for the wellness segment, but this actually inspired me to talk about something else Ooh, for the wellness segment. Oh, you about to hit us with some new, no? <laughs> some new, new. It won't be new to those who have been following me for a while, but I think those were part of your fan bases will it'll be new to them um because i'm curious we talk this discussion on friends and how your friends can really affect you know your day-to-day depending on their moods and the conversations i mean how many times have you woken up to a text let's say not even from just a friend but like a boyfriend and it just totally changed your day Mm -hmm. like whether they were venting or they didn't even consider your day. Like, they just had to get something out, and here you are waking up with all this stuff to do, and then here you wake up to their mood, you know, to their shitty day, usually. So I had a question for you guys. What is your morning routine when you wake up? What's the first (laughs) thing you do? Do you grab your phone and scroll through Facebook to people's... To people's um status updates and their tweets and uh blog posts like what's your morning routine because the the first couple hours really the first hour when you wake up really sets the tone for the rest of your day and i think most people don't think about that and they're so i know people that sleep with the phone literally like on the in the bed with them i I do yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah No, like I don't want to miss nothing. nothing. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to miss anything. I want to be. But what makes you? What is it that you think you're missing? Well, you know, a lot happens in the midnight hour. So sometimes you got to be. So you wake up out of your sleep to check stuff. No, but sometimes the phone will wake me up, and I'm and and some of the best things that have happened to me in my life have been products of me being awakened by a message or a phone call in the middle of the night. Really? Mm -hmm. You you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. So you sleep with it on your bed too? Yeah, well, you know, I I don't sleep for more than five hours like i'm a really like terrible sleeper i always I have too. been I'm a light sleeper so like i'm up till like four in the morning sometimes and then i'm up back up at nine like if i didn't wake up two hours in between or some shit and so i'm normally like on my phone like looking through twitter or i'm you know look oh, i just read this damn forbes thing like i'm always on my phone doing something checking something okay well i have a challenge for you guys for this week up until the next episode when we tape again. Okay. And for everyone listening, 
you can't have the phone near you. When you wake up, try to eat your breakfast. If you're someone that works out in the morning, do your workout. If you're someone that prays, pray. Basically do all the things that you You would normally do. do. Yeah, to kind of set the tone for your day. But try hard to not grab your phone until the tone of your day is set. Like for me, I wake up. The first thing I do is oil pull, which most people know is like you. It's an alternative to mouthwash, but you use oil and it detoxes your body. So that's how I stay um, healthy in the winters and in the summers. Like my immune system stays strong because I yep. detox every morning. I was just going to say you right on time because it's about to get cold out. Yeah, so. You know, right. And I literally don't get colds. Like I'm someone that my immune system just that doesn't mean I'm never going to get sick. I'm not trying to be like, you know, bionic over here. But <laughs> I've just been strong enough with the routine and consistent enough that my body has, you know, been able to handle different changes. So that's good for the body. And then for the mind, I meditate you know, for 20 minutes. Um, So that's body and mind. And then I eat my breakfast, you know, to give me my energy. And then I go work out. So these are all things that I make sure to knock out because if I focus on me, I feel like it sets a good tone for me to be able to deal with people. Because if I wake up and deal with people immediately, then I am susceptible to their moods and to wherever, you know, they want my day to go. Yeah. So, but if I do all these things first, then if my friend comes with, oh, girl, my boyfriend, this and that, then it's like I'm, I'm already calm. I already ate. You know, I worked out. My hair's done. Like, I'm dressed. It's like, okay, you can kind of hit me whatever you need to hit me. But I just feel like if I allow them to hit me with that first, my day just doesn't feel the same. Yeah. It's funny because I don't, like, I, I, I definitely gravitate towards my phone as soon as I wake Immediately. up. Immediately. Fuck that. Right. But, I used but to it's not too. it's not from me, like, checking, say, Twitter or checking, like, texts. Like, first of all, I set my alarm on my phone. So naturally, like, that's, right. you know, I use it for that. Yeah. Then, like, in the mornings, my morning routines, I'm constantly moving. Like, I don't sit. You know what I mean? Once I get up, I'm up, and I have my, I play, I turn on, like, the Music Choice rap channel, and I play that in the background. I play it in the background, like, while I'm morning. getting dressed. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. I play it in the background, like, is while I'm the, getting dressed. Is that the one where they say, like, little fun facts about the artist? Yeah. Yes, yes, I, I remember that. I watch that every morning, and then as I move, like, into my bathroom, the shower and stuff, mm-hmm. I bring my phone, and I listen to YouTube videos while I'm, like, shaving my head or showering and brushing my teeth wow. and all that so stuff. The internet is like a big I part play it. of the yeah. morning routine, and not, but not for, not for, not anything that I feel like would be would be burdensome for right. me. You know what I mean? What's burdensome for me? I have to check like work email stuff like that. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's funny you mention that because I do give my and I never realized I did this shit until now. I do give myself a buffer. I never check like my work emails before nine a.m. Because you already know how never, that's gonna make never, you ever, feel. Never, ever, ever. I wait until I'm dressed. I've eaten. I've exercised. Done all of that. And once I'm ready and in route, then I start checking like my work emails and checking like all of that stuff. And by then I'm on my way into the office, so it's whatever. Right. But I, 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 I never even really realized that I was doing that until just now. Right. Because there's no way in hell. Yeah. It's no way in hell. I'm rolling over on the damn pillow, you know, still. <laughs> Work. <laughs> looking at an email that I know is going to give me some sense of urgency. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. So will you, are you guys down for the challenge? I'm down, like, for flats. Like, you know, I got to be honest. 
It, it, listen, it's, I was going to say for the month. You know Damn, what? friend. You know but why? I realized it would make more sense. At least <laughs> yeah. we'll take it for a week. You know why I'm so down? Because I did notice even I don't actually get on Twitter first thing in the morning. Well, most days. you didn't days. even have a Twitter for I, a while. And, and you know what? And that's why. One of those things I was like, damn, you know, because Twitter is ratchet before 11 sometimes. <laughs> and that used to be like one of my favorite things. It's like, okay, it's 3 a.m. I just want to just sleep. People just wake up. I'm telling you, <laughs> it'd be like 3 a.m. We just got finished watching like... Like Jade, you know, getting her ass whooped or whatever. And then <laughs> back at 8 39 a.m., another story then broke. It's like, damn, Twitter, what the hell? Y'all always doing something. So, like, <laughs> after I like passed out of that phase, it's like I will get up in the morning and it's like I will play my music, whatever. And then I'm looking at my phone and I just have all these texts that I just have to return that I just mm-hmm. never return or. I finally make it to Twitter or Facebook because sometimes when my mom is on there, she never answers her phone. She's on Facebook sometimes. At work. I know you're listening. <laughs> um, She's like, hey. But I, I definitely <laughs> accept that challenge only because I'm trying to get my life right anyway. So if I can make the time to do that and set my schedule, especially working with people all day, I'm sure it would like improve my mood like 120%. Yeah. And it's it's something that's just worth trying. Right. It doesn't. That's what I was saying. I was initially going to say, let's try it for like a monthly challenge for September. But I realized that that might be a little bit like yeah. crazy. But at least least for a couple of days a week even if it's just the weekend just and to I see will be in houston so i'll definitely not answer my I phone i definitely while. need my phone on the weekend friends i know sunday fun day. <laughs> <laughs> like, i like i gotta have my no, phone no but this is but i'm literally saying just for the morning i got you that's it right. like just you. when you wake up because what i do is um the what inspired me to to stop grabbing the phone is because i i've told you guys about my ex like he was really temperamental (laughs) and he was one of those people i know you guys can probably relate whether you have a friend or boyfriend or girlfriend that sends those like paragraph texts it's like a (laughs) it's like a freaking essay and then you wake up to this. Leave me alone. Oh Somebody want to read that shit first thing ever, in the morning. You waking up dude, to some bullshit. Ever, let alone first thing in and the see, morning. See, I have a hard time. Like I'm not. I'm old school, right? So like I'm not the guy that I'm not gonna argue with you over no text. text I'm not gonna argue going with you on Twitter. Like I'm gonna call you and I'm gonna say what I have to say. Right. So that the right there, way. that's immediate grounds for dismissal in but, my corporation. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're fired if you ever send me some bullshit like that. No, seven o'clock in the no, morning but listen there's some people that you'll talk to them in person <laughs> or call them and up. they'll and when you hang up they'll still send you the essay they'll text, text you right yeah. after you like hang right up. after you're just like dude i just spoke to you why and didn't guess you? what you get from dustin i don't care i'll send a text right back that is three <laughs> he said, I, don't I don't care, care. <laughs> i won't text back Flat the, out, the conversation was over when we hung up so over. i'm not gonna respond so now. that's what inspired me because i used to wake up to a lot of those essays Ooh. and it would just ruin my day like i would literally get out of bed pissed crying like in all kinds of moods Mm-mm. then you have to go to work then your co-worker's like what's wrong and you, wait you so know. to clarify um if somebody i'm talking to texts me i'm not supposed to respond to them you shouldn't even be looking so you at tell, your phone so you telling people that's doing this challenge if they got like a significant other out there they you should tell your significant other no, that don't they get have crazy no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i just need you to clarify because i don't want no email saying oh my because of because of you, <laughs> that nigga ain't never coming home. <laughs> like, wait a minute now. He said he was going for cigarettes. You got free will, goddamn it. We ain't t- <laughs> we ain't put it. You know, <laughs> we're not giving you the bridge to jump off of now. Well, no, I'm not saying that. But here's the thing, too. If you're in a healthy relationship, your partner should be able to accept that you need me time. I mean, what relationship are you in? Because they in the bed next to you anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> so why they care? Baby, you ain't never got to look at your phone. Put that <laughs> shit down. Pick <laughs> <laughs> on your text. <laughs> I'll read them to you. Not the music. He said, here go your text. <laughs> okay. Here go your text, baby. This is how I talk to, like, if I wake up in the bed with somebody or whatever. You gonna That's read your morning like, voice? I'll be like, good morning, baby. They're going to be like, damn, What's this is up? better than Siri. <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> This is Larry. <laughs> oh this ain't Siri. This Larry. No, I'm kidding. No, but really. I really. You know what? <laughs> you slant the name. Siri. Y'all don't do that. Like if you okay. This is this is the friend zone. So whatever. <laughs> like you know when you be in the bed with you know your boo or whatever. Like you wake up. That's your mo- that's your moment. Like that's when the stage lights come on. Like when you wake up. Really? The that's stage when it's lights? like action. When you you know like you said. Friend, you you gotta lay it on first. There's in the something morning. to be said for you setting the some... tone of the day, right? Oh, so this is a different. Oh, so okay. This is a whole different <laughs> setting of the tone. Look, Talking look, about look, a chakra. He, he, he brought it. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about lining your chakras up. <laughs> goddamn it. <laughs> Put them all in line, one after another. You boom, 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 boom. You know what? This is this. Do you want to keep going? So, friend, guess what? I accept your challenge. <laughs> look, look at what you did. You didn't hey, look, Lord, look, friend, and thank you. <laughs> y'all done perverted my my friend segment. Listen, y'all don't do that. Like in the morning, that's when you're supposed to be. Come on, damn. Like good morning, you look good. No, I mean, up. listen, whatever, whatever <laughs> brings like, damn, you happiness. Baby, I'm just happy. I'm just like I'm happy just waking up here. The fact that like you here and you allow me to be here and shit. Like you really listen made my Dustin. day. This is just waking morning up. I'm telling you, look, he had it down. You hear yeah, me? He be says, like, good morning, baby. They'd be like, good morning. <laughs> That's it. Okay. I can't deal. Okay, okay. <laughs> back back to yes. the the original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I now love. I'm so on board for this week, friend. You, you wanna do the month? You wanna go <laughs> you you wanna go ahead and make it the month, friend? <laughs> you guys, you hear them? Okay. Okay, you can do that. You can do that kind of chakra alignment. But initially, yes. what I meant was just giving yourself a moment in the morning to set your tone, whether that is, you know, whatever you need to do. That's right. <laughs> but um, no, all jokes aside, though, I just think it'll be a cool thing for you guys to try. Those of you listening, that's who I'm referring to when I say you guys. And I'm curious to hear what you guys feel changed or if something shifted or if you felt your morning felt like a little easier to deal with. Maybe you even got along better with your coworkers or your roommates. I'm really curious to see when you try it, what you felt changed. And if something didn't change, be honest with that too. You know, I just always love the feedback because that's what this wellness segment is for us to kind of put these different methods in rotation and see which one sticks. It's so amazing too. Like the fact that you even offered up an opportunity for people to kind of take five from their day, right? They take Something five from so simple, everything that do. stresses them out and mm-hmm. just have a moment of self-reflection, whatever that is, for whoever we're talking to. Like, I just think that that's a great idea. So right. I support this challenge anyway. And now that i figured out, you know, a way to align it with my lifestyle, <laughs> then I think that, hey, I'm, I am fully in Dustin support. Dustin is just he, loving this word You're talking about right health Instantly and wellness. <laughs> you're talking about wellness. <laughs> wellness. For the betterment. For the betterment. Okay. All right. I think it's time to take some listener Ooh. questions. Oh, my God. Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. And don't forget, you guys, please, please, please be so gracious and so courteous and so dope to send us in your questions for advice to 
And now I'm talking like this for the rest of the podcast because this is the Quiet Storm with your door, DJ Dustin Ross. So it's morning. So coming up next, we got our Kelly. gonna play in the morning. Half on the baby. <laughs> Uh, to take you on your drive on midnight drive at five, whatever. Okay, <laughs> so no, send your questions for advice into the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. That is the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com, and we'll do our best. I promise we will to offer you our insight. With There's little just jewels. so many good ones, it's, yeah. hard. it's like legit hard to pick, Ooh. which is a good thing. Should I also tell them to since you're going to be emailing your questions to the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com? Um, we're going to be doing a segment, which we kind of just do. I guess we just want to tell y'all about segments so y'all can know that there is a structure, but we don't need one because this is the friend zone. <laughs> um, icebreakers. So we're going to start the episode off by asking icebreakers. So if you have some good icebreakers, you want to ask like what our favorite colors are or, you know, three things we want to eat in the next 20 minutes, uh, you know, <laughs> shit like that. Just whatever. But don't be crazy because I'm going to read right, all I was these. just going to say, use, use, use your good sense. Use your because good sense. Because y'all know very well, those of you who... To our new listeners and to the people that are just now getting introduced to me personally, I can't speak for Asante or friend, but I know for me, I don't play that shit. So let's let's <laughs> let all, so let's be sure let's be sure <laughs> that you know we are we are being wise with our choice of questions for the icebreaker. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure to let Asante we'll, read those emails. Yes, we and, will. They and will be screened. Everybody has been great in the emails. So <laughs> they'll be screened. Absolutely, no surprises here. <laughs> But yeah, the icebreaker is a dope segment. That yeah, that thing it'll be yeah, fun. I think it's gonna you be. You can great. get some personal questions in Let's there. Let's have fun. Cool, right? Yeah, so y'all, it'll give y'all a chance to learn a little bit more about us if you want, mm-hmm. and you know, just some shit. Maybe we'll learn more about each other. Actually, right? Actually, you know, what is your treat. favorite color? Maybe that'll be the treat. question of the day. That, well, I want to ask that now. Though, what's your favorite color? My favorite color is lavender. Why? Mm-hmm. So calming. Yeah. You look like a lavender. Don't I look like one? Oh, I can see you in like a lavender light. Never mind. I'm not. <laughs> you know we be on the same page sometimes. So before you start laughing, you know I'm gonna I'm dress it up. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is black. Black. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's strong and it and actually like it's one of my favorite colors to wear. Mm-hmm. I like wearing like dark like really masculine colors like navy or gray like i love gray sweats heather gray stuff like that's me i love all that so i can see that yeah what i love like you? navy gray all that kind of shit oh lord what about you purple Asante? like royal purple like I, I like that i love that shit it just looks so like like velvety and it coming can be to like america <laughs> yep absolutely <laughs> royal <Okay>. royal purple <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into uh some of these questions Hi, guys. First off, thank you very much for sharing so much insight about life and relationships. What you guys are doing is very thoughtful and motivating. My question is, do you ever feel like your life is in a quicksand? Every time you feel like you're getting close to accomplishing something, you get pulled back into the quicksand. I feel like my life is going in a circle every year, and every time I think the financial struggle is over, it gets worse. I finally figured out what I want to do in my life by starting my own business, but this quicksand will not let me free. Maybe it's myself holding myself back. I don't know, but every day I do my best to improve myself. I just feel cursed. Like I can't do anything right and everyone around me is growing and succeeding and I'm fighting every day to make it. I don't I didn't come from a rich family and I'm just trying to do something different in my life. I know I'm a good person, but I can never see why this is happening. Have you guys dealt with this in your life and if so, what helped you? 
This is an amazing question. It is. It is. I felt it. Especially considering what you offered today, Fran, as the health and wellness segment. I think that would be a great candidate right there. Mm-hmm. Take five from everything. Anytime you feel like you're not doing as well as or keeping up with other people that you see and you, you can see, you know, them making certain decisions and, and, and being successful and it becomes intimidating for you and also burdensome almost, it's time to take five and step back. Everyone has a track. Everyone has a journey. Everyone has a plan. And the key is managing it and being responsible with your decision making. If you know that you want something, you know that that's your goal, strategize, plan, make it happen. Do it that way. And in order to successfully bring it to completion, you can't have those distractions. You can't be caught off guard and and looking at other people and seeing where they are along their journey or along their track and then gauging your progress against theirs. It, it, it's counterproductive. So I think he is a great can he or she. Is he or she? Or Hiroshima. That's a little <laughs> bit of both. Hiroshima Nakaza. Hiroshima Nakazaka. Anyway, so but yeah, I think that uh, <laughs> Fran is rolling. <laughs> I think that um, I think he would be a great candidate to just take five, right. focus on what he's doing, and build whatever this project is that, that whatever his business is that he wants to start. I think he should just focus on that. Right. What do you think? Okay, here's my tidbit, mm-hmm. and I, I re- it resonated with me because I actually go through this often. <laughs> like it's really easy to not see your progress. Because the average person, I won't even say the average person, I'll even take the chance to say everyone is very fragmented mentally. And what I've noticed is when I'm feeling depressed, it's because I'm stuck in the past. When I'm feeling anxiety, it's because I'm too worried about the future. Mm. But when I'm stuck in today where I'm just getting shit done as the day is coming, I'm moving and I'm fine. That's right. So when you're in those feelings, just understand that you're thinking in the wrong direction. And that is the advice that I have for you. Because the days that I'm flowing, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm going to get hippie on y'all. Come on, come on. I'm receiving all this. I don't even know what to say after this. Come on, I need to hear this. The days that I'm feeling abundant. You know how some days you wake up, and you're just like, today feels good. Yes. Like, you don't even know why. Absolutely. And you just wake up, and you're like, yo, I feel myself. Like, not even in the term that we usually use it, but literally, I feel myself. Like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I want. I know where I'm going. That means that you're in the now. Like, you understand your to-do list for today to get you where you need to go. So but the true. days that you get sad is because you're stuck thinking about what you didn't do, what you missed out, what yesterday, the day before that, what your friend. You know what I mean? So those feelings are because your mind is fragmented. You're not in the whole. You're not in the now. So my suggestion to you, like Dustin was saying, is to try to take five. Just kind of breathe. Do those techniques that will get your mind back to today. And take, and I think the the thing that most people forget to do too is to take uh, baby steps. You know, you're not going to figure out your career overnight. Right. It's taken me five years to build the brand that I'm building and I'm still nowhere near where I want to go. To be honest, I don't even know where I'm going half the time. I just want to put a pin in it right there yeah. to highlight what you just said as far as taking baby steps because when you feel that you have already made poor decisions or wasted time and you feel like you're four or five years behind, you become overwhelmed with your thoughts. You become, you start layering and compounding thoughts and thinking about, well, it builds a here's depression. this and this is this and and I really want all this to change, but in order to get there, this has to happen and these are all the things that are wrong. 
sometimes you have to take a step back from that mm-hmm. and let it go. Once you've decided you want to do things differently, start right then in that moment and taking one thing step by step by step and just moving in a different direction. I think that is like such a gem that you just dropped. That's Man. all it is. Like such Man. a gem. Literally, so. that's all it is. So just breathe. Mm. Just breathe. And breathe. Just, and, and also just know that <laughs> you might think you're in quicksand and you might feel this. Thing. I've had days where I've felt so lost and then my friends will say something awesome like, yo, can you believe like all this that you've accomplished? And I'll be like, wow, I've really just been stuck in my head because I yep. won't even see that for myself yep. sometimes because yep. I'm so concerned with what I haven't done yep. that I haven't taken the chance to praise myself because honestly, at the end of the day, there's no praise like self-praise. Damn Until right. you get into that habit of waiting on yourself to be proud of yourself, you're going to be looking for other people to give you that validation. So just breathe. Just breathe. I'm sure you're doing fine. Especially when it comes to financial stuff, because I <clears throat> I struggle with this a lot. Like, you know, living in Atlanta where the cost of living is close to nothing $10. compared to <laughs> New York City where <laughs> cost of living is like 10 times that $10 from Atlanta. It's Tell like, me about it. It's so where hard. you're left with $10 at the end of the month. That's right. And <laughs> you know, figure it all you're out. Right. right. <laughs> and sometimes you look down for so long that when you look up, you do have to eventually realize, like, you know what? I thought that I didn't have anything when I was here, but I'm still here. Like, here I am on this podcast with you guys right? talking to all those people out there. Even amidst the confusion Man. because the, the universe works in perfect order. And even when you think stuff is chaotic, when you think you're behind, when you, it, it's all in perfect order. Yep. I've had so many times that I thought, oh, my God, my friends are like blasting past me. And maybe they are. But then I blast past them at some point. Yep. And then they move back, and I move back, and they move forward because you know what? We're not in competition with each other. That's exactly. right. <laughs> everyone is on their own chessboard. And mm. as soon as you figure that out, you just admire where your friends are going, and you'll admire where you're going. Mm. And that's that. Mm. You know, so that really just, resonated. We, ha- we got to re- revisit this. That was a great question. Like, that I'm going to just great pay question. friends some tithes <laughs> Hello? right now, my nigga. Like, <laughs> and I feel bad because I just picked my phone up. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, sure I feel guilty every look, time I, look, I ain't left these right emails now. I haven't left these emails I once damn, let me put my phone <laughs> down Wait, you guys I, I look over and Dustin looked at, like that guilty kid that just did something look, bad and when you were talking at one point I was like let me look at the next email but I was like I hope she don't think I'm on my Twitter checking because <laughs> I'm not like, <laughs> that was a great question that was guys. a great question like thank you very one. much for that and everything gonna be alright my nigga right? yeah absolutely like you going through this money Play thing now I'm Play telling you, K for real, right? we gonna be all for right. For real, you thinking about this money now, but you gonna realize that bill's gonna get paid, and then you are gonna have to pay it again tomorrow. Like you just gonna keep it rolling with those punches. It doesn't. Listen, God always comes through too. Somehow, I've had moments <laughs> where I didn't know where I was yep. gonna get rent Man. from, and guess what? It gets paid every time. Man. Yep. Every time. I, I had to stop and look around at one point and say, the rent has been paid for how many years? Like, I'm going to be fine here. And you keep stressing. And you keep stressing. You keep stressing every month, even every though month. you know that it's going to work out. Human, Man. Humans are funny like that. Gave it over to the Lord and he worked <laughs> it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said, oh, yeah. Remember she said, and that's, you know that song? When they be like, Jesus going to work it out. Or they be like, yes, big old red letters. <laughs> I'm not going to actually engage Dustin in any of this. Cause look, look, look. <laughs> Fred, you know what I'm talking about, Fred. Big old red no. letters. Hey. See. Eviction notice. But God worked it out. Oh, my God. 
That's real I'm, shit. I'm gonna move on to the next. Yeah, letter. There are a lot of similarities. People don't understand this, but there's never mind. But there's similarities in all genres of music. Ready. I'm just gonna put it like that. It, yeah, we gonna leave theme, that the, right there. Thematic similarities in all genres of music, including okay. gospel and rap. Go ahead, y'all. <laughs> Question. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Wink, wink. I will be traveling out of the state solely to visit some old friends next month. Some of these friends still associate with a crew of people that I don't fuck with anymore. It's been four years since the falling out, and so I should be over it. I don't get mad when I think about how things turned out, turned sour anymore like I used to, but thinking about the possibility of seeing them or having to interact with them is giving me anxiety. So I guess I am bothered, but I don't want to be. I don't want to patch things up. I already forgave myself and them too. And yet here I am thinking about what I will do if I see them. What more do I need to do to really be at peace and enjoy my trip? You need to actually figure out how you feel about the situation. Because based on like your letter that you sent us, there's been so many different viewpoints in that one to that one situation. And it gets complex like that when you're dealing with the fallout of a friendship. Right. Especially when it's associated with other crews. Yeah. But sometimes you really have to own, you know, your positioning in that prime example. I'm talking about shit that I know. Okay. I had an experience where I was friends with someone. We were extremely close. And you know how you have people that you date, but you don't really like. You know, like, y'all not together or whatever, but, like, you know, you spend time together or whatever. You know, like, out of your, your second string, well, they're, like, top billing in your second string, right? Jeez. Like that, right? I would, so, I would This cry. is just we telling Listen, the truth. I would cry if someone referred to me. <laughs> top billing top, of second string. Top billing, billing. second there's, string. There, there's respect that comes along with that title. <laughs> so, like, but anyway. No. So, but I have, like, a hands-off policy when it comes to like people that my friends have dated i don't even look at their significant others through that lens like it's almost like their family you get what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i don't even think about that and so my friend who i was really close with there's a first time ever for everything which is what i'm learning but they went and started like dating you know this person and hid it from me and everything and so and we were like close right that's against code Mm. so i'm like okay the you know my natural reaction is to like kick your ass you know what i mean but i'm not but i'm not gonna do that or whatever because for several reasons so anyway i I love your musical (laughs) i had to figure out what i was gonna do and so i just decided that because me and this person were so close and had been through so much stuff i knew that we there was no way we could continue being you know great friends like that but i also didn't want to do anything to hurt them but i knew that i would never be able to trust them and without that like what are we doing so it took this happened like six years ago and it took this year, I ran into them out of town in Las Vegas, actually. I ran into the person. And it was like we were partying and they were kind of like, I don't really know how to take you because, like, I don't know what's up. And I was like, you know what? It's all good. I just have to tell you now. Like, I forgive you completely. I love you. You know what I mean? If if I see you in a situation of distress, I will help you out. But I'll never be able to trust you again, and we're never going to be honest. close friends again. I know that. I know that about myself. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even have it in me, and so we just move forward from that. Well, that, and that, was was, that was that, that was, was really real. what I had to That's do. That's the best you can That's do. what I had to do to to bring resolve to that. Because had it been anyone else that I did not have and you know a genuine love for, things would have turned out quite differently. But right. because of them, and it took me years to figure out 
how I was going to move forward from that. So the, my point of sharing that story in relation to this letter is you have to go ahead and decide how you feel about the situation right. and be honest with yourself first. Admit to yourself how you feel. If you can't fuck with them, you just can't fuck with them, period. Right. Yep. And then you let them know so that everybody's on the same page and everybody can just move on. Right. I actually 100% agree. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know what you can deal with. Right. You know what I mean? Being around someone. if It's no different in a relationship. Like, if someone cheats and you take them back, like, are you really ever going to trust them again? Right. Are you just going to keep reminding them every day? Like, what's the Which point? Which isn't fair to them. It isn't fair to yeah. them because maybe they have changed. But if you're not allowing them the opportunity to flourish, you know what I mean? So it's one of those dynamics. Like, you know what you're capable of. Just like Dustin did with his friend. He told them, listen... I'm not going to trust you, but at least we can be cordial. And I think it's up to you to just decide that for yourself and then just speak to them transparently. And see it's where a, it goes. And he said it's a, a crew of people. Oh, it's a crew. That's that even harder, though. Anymore. Yeah. Yikes. I wouldn't even go on that trip, to be honest. Right. Especially not wanting to pass things up either. Right. You it, Like, that would make me uncomfortable because you're going to make them uncomfortable and they're going to make you uncomfortable. So what's really the point of the trip? I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I wouldn't even yeah. be a part of it. But I'm weird like that, too. No, that's not weird at all. I, I think, um, you know, when you're put in situations where you have to deal with, you know, other people's tensions, like that's just yeah, hard to Yeah, if you know even... it's not going to bring the best out of you. Well, I, You know, I, I like to be in places that are, that make me feel good. Right. Well, maybe wherever, whatever trip they, they're going on, like, you know, they have other ties there, too, to keep themselves busy and aren't too worried about seeing them so often. But I say take advantage of the opportunity. If you don't see these people often and if and if there was, you know, such a horrible thing that transpired or whatever, this is because it's, it's one thing to communicate with someone from afar via email, text messaging, whatever. And but another to do it in person. Face to face. Right. And right. I say that this is your moment to go ahead and bring, you know, resolve to all of this. It's not about checking nobody. It's not about knocking anybody's teeth out of their mouth it's just about like <laughs> we're all in the same room like the knockout list from last week yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like and, and i come out like oh it's, it's, he, so, so, like, it's okay he opened the best present ever when but you I told him when i was like out. it's not that kind he's like oh, oh it, like, <laughs> i'm not zero interest. <laughs> so but yeah i think that this is a great opportunity for you to just be like yo this is how I feel. And, and and who knows? In that moment, they could say something to you. They could apologize to you. Or they could just offer you some insight as to where they were when they made whatever decision that caused the fallout of your friendship. That's true. And things could turn completely around. That's true. You could be great friends. You never know. You might be able to repair it and actually have an awesome trip. You never right. know. So yeah. I think that take. I think you should definitely not shy away from having the conversation. That's true. Take advantage of this moment. I think that's great advice. Do yep. we, I think we have time for another question, no? What do you think, Asante? I think we do, too. We do. Let's one last see. one. Um, I only have... Oh, and by the way, guys, give us updates. Hell yeah. You we want to know what happened. Yeah, oh, like, I would love to know how the trip went after. If you ended up going, if the friendship was repaired. Yes, please update us. <clears throat> um, I don't have all the emails right now, but I, I did want to say that the uh, person that had the question about... Or, you know, that was in school and was trying to figure out if they should, you know, keep oh, doing yeah. it. yeah. The, the bio chemistry major. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They were uh, very inspired by our, our uh, 
questions or answers for the question. Thank and God. Yay. That's cool. They said they're going to listen to it anytime they get encouraged. You know, they need that encouragement. Oh, and you actually, they should read the comments too under the episode because I saw a lot of people encouraging Offering them too. Offering support. I yeah. Saw, yeah. Did you see that? Yep. I thought it was Good. so cool. They were like, what? See, that's why y'all listen to the, the friend, friend zone. zone. Y'all the bomb. That's what this is all about. That's why when we get those tweets and when we get those those that positive feedback where people actually say, hey, I listened to the show and it changed and me in I this felt, way. Yeah. Yep. That's literally why we come in here and do this every week. So I'm just like really grateful. Right. All right. I'm grateful for y'all too. I'm like, grateful y'all for y'all too. Yay. So I'm cool. <laughs> oh, Lord. Y'all make me cry in here. Be um, we got one more. I'm saying gospel hey, this whole episode. Hey, no it, matter no, what's going hold on, on. Hold on. Don't sing that because <laughs> the message today for me personally was be encouraged. Like I really had to sit back and say so like. Why Sang it. Well, I because I wanted to <laughs> share this before. Emotional. I know, and I don't want to cry. Let it here. out. <laughs> no, because honestly, and I want everybody listening to hear this. Like, be encouraged wherever you are in your life right now. And if you feel like you're going through something hard, just know it's going to get better at some point. Be encouraged. If you're somewhere good, share that with other people and get somewhere great. That, be encouraged. Listen to you. Look, I just, you know, I felt like I had to share that because I've been having, like, I had a weird, like, transitional period the past few months. And I feel like I'm still in it. Mm-hmm. But I've had, like, a really good, like, couple of days, few I days. I can actually see it in your face, to be honest. Really? You've been smiling a lot this whole episode. Oh, thank you. Especially after leaving the studio, I was just that, you know, I, I had so much creative juice flowing through me. Yes. I want to share the juice over the airwaves. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to read this last question and we're going to get the hell up out of here. All right, so this is from a friend in the friend zone. Hi, guys. I just wanted to start off by saying that I love the show already, and I wish nothing but the best for the three of you on the show and individually. Oh, Yay, thank you. We wish it for you, too. Oh, this is for me. I ain't picked this on purpose, but I'm glad it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to ask Asante, how does he deal with being a black server? I work as a server, too, and the bullshit I encounter daily is draining and infuriating. Oh, man. Just the other day... <laughs> oh, I am... Yeah, like come I, on, come on. Just the other day, a girl asked me what my background was because her friend is black and has the same complexion, so that's probably why we react the same way when we drink wine. Pause. What? what? Yeah. Wait. So that's what that's what the person said to him. Said, yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. I had to take a minute in the bathroom because what I really wanted to do was slap her off her stool. The amount of hey girls <laughs> and attempts to touch my afro and even one. My sister from a white man is getting to me, mm. and I'd rather not act a fool at my job because of someone else's ignorance. Thank you. Have y'all ever worked in a food service or restaurant or? I haven't. I, I didn't have the patience. Um, have you have you ever worked in anything? With people, you... yeah. I, I've never worked in food <laughs> service, but my very first job was at a mall. I worked at the Gap when I was sixteen. So oh, I went to the camp. Yeah, that was my first job when I was sixteen. But I've never like worked. In I feel like service. that was everyone's I've always first wanted job. to. I've always wanted to though. Like so, I've always wanted to be a bartender. I actually don't mind serving. Like being a server, like people, I was told it's frowned, it's frowned upon, whatever. But for me, serving, like you get to meet people, you never know what's going to happen, and it's very quick. Like it's not as deep as it needs to be. But there are so many different dynamics that happen when you work in a restaurant because you're dealing with coworkers, you know, whether they're other servers, you're dealing with people in the kitchen, you're dealing with upper management, and you're dealing with a bar as well as busters sometimes and your table. 
the most important part of it all, where you make all of your money. So when you're at work, it can be so hard sometimes to have to deal with whatever you have going on outside of work. You know, you got to pay that bill then to make sure you are putting on for your your table and to make sure you're not offending your coworkers because you don't want to work in a hostile environment because the restaurant's just hostile enough on its own. So you're dealing with all these different things, right? And you go to work every day and then you start to wonder like, why am I doing this? Being a black server, especially it's a whole nother ball game. Like just the other night I was waiting on black people and being a black server working in a certain type of restaurant, when you're waiting on, like, I hate to say this, but, like, uppity black people, they treat you a certain way. Really? Like, yes. Like, not to say, like oh. they're looking down? Not necessarily. But, you know, sometimes I see other black servers and I'm like, oh, like, you know, let me help a brother out. But I feel like them, and not to say I'm going to give them an easier time, but right. when you're dealing with uppity black people, if you don't give them the whole 10 yards, even though you just gave the table behind them nine yards, like, they will still treat you a certain way. And it just sucks that, you know, as black people, we don't have that unity. Right. But uh, outside of that, working in service is just a whole beast on its own. And um, what advice do you have for them, though? To right. not, that like, you really literally just, my yeah. next question. You, you really just have to know that work is work. Like, I, I look at people completely differently because of working in restaurants. But at the same time, you still have to have all these experiences and you're always going to meet these great people that really boost you. And whenever you have that, ride that boost and keep that boost going, like, throughout the restaurant. One of the ways that I get through working is I try to come to work with a good attitude. I try to keep everybody else in a good good mood. And right. when you're in a good mood and you're at your tables making money in a good mood, that's really going to, like, help your situation more than you'll ever know. Do you usually ignore, like, you know, let's say if one of your, your coworkers, like, you know, she said they're, they're talking about her hair and her, you know, being drunk I've, online like do you just I've, ignore I, it do you laugh do you, what do you do i've actually been asked by tables and other co-workers like i'm cool with my co-workers now so we like yeah, they family we can yeah we can have a good time <laughs> in my job but you know when you first start working somewhere and you don't know nobody like that and they're like oh you know can i touch your hair it's like right then and there you have to establish bud, what yeah. type of person you're gonna be i agree so and i don't even think that's specific to just the restaurant industry like anywhere you people. work or anything right. that happens just like, dealing with people you but when you're dealing you with it on, yeah. absolutely so when you but and that's the hard part because you can't talk to everybody any kind of way so like the True. way that i would talk to my coworkers, i can't talk to my table like that or your boss or <laughs> <laughs> so like, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> she might be listening. I don't know. Um, He's like, I love my boss. But really, <laughs> serving is really about you. It's really going to be what you make it. Like some weeks, I make terrible money and I hate everything and I want to kill everybody. Right. Other weeks, I make terrible money, but I'm you know we're right across the street from a really good place. So like I met you know celebrity X, Y, and Z. I've you know waited on this person that's doing the Tonight Show. You know you just kind of never know who you're going to meet. So you just live for those moments to really keep you going when you're at work. Right. And then those big ass tips. When those big tips come in, then you like, okay, bitch, fuck all y'all. <laughs> What's the biggest show. tip you've ever gotten? Uh, I've worked in certain types of restaurants where mm-hmm. I've received like upwards of five hundred dollars, like on one tip. Nice. As your tip personally for you, a five hundred dollar tip. Yes, but I was working in a restaurant that was pool tip, so I didn't get all of that at well, at that night. But they still oh, intended it for you, that. so that's dope. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. So basically, your advice is just focus on the positive. Focus on all the positive. That's really all you can. That's really with any job. Right. Like you're going to if you work at a desk, if you work at Old Navy, because when I was working at at Gap and Old Navy, I was going back and forth between two. I hated those jobs. But it's like, you know, you deal with all these people in your face all the damn time. But I just kept thinking, 
I'm getting this hourly. I'm going to be off the clock soon. I'm not <laughs> trying to be here forever. Like, as long as you can remain focused and know that this is just a stepping stone. Right. All the other shit is just going to roll right off. And you know what? Just to end it, this ties into what we were saying for the wellness segment. The more you detach yourself, the more you realize that you have a life outside of your job outside of social media that's right the more you create a life for yourself for outside yourself. of it yeah that's Absolutely. based on you how you make yourself feel and almost self-medicating not that kind of self-medicating but go ahead and do that too if you want <laughs> well <laughs> whatever it is that makes you feel good just create that life outside of these things that you've allowed to define you create that life and live it seriously though like that that's what setting the tone means and that's gonna make your life so much easier it really does there's a life outside of all this stuff guys i think we did good today everything flowed yeah. i'm right? very i'm very happy with today so i feel like we're gonna do some great work I don't know, like seeing these tweets and seeing these 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 emails from people, it just really makes us motivated to it even pushes come us back better. in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was saying the other day, like, you know, especially for us to be like young black people with, you know, our stories, we always want to focus on, you know, the ratchet shit, the music, all that. Because it's fun. Because yeah. it's fun as hell. And, and there's you, nothing we still wrong do with that. that. And there's right. still fun. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. That's why we still do it a little bit. But it's also fun sometimes to really just sit back and have a place to like listen and reflect and find perspective and, yeah and, and everyone has their role on the internet and i think we sort of found our role and our role is to help you guys dig in while we dig in and i and, and ultimately like on. this is everybody get everybody your motherfucking get your roll, roll on, on. hey everybody, everybody get, get your roll, roll on. on everybody get your motherfucking roll, roll on. on i'm doing the dance you guys i know you can't <laughs> see me can hear you when i'm doing it he getting his roll on yeah is this gonna be the song to roll us out we can roll on out on that i just wanted one more thing mm-hmm. i just am really grateful that people have embraced us in yes. this podcast community because everybody knows that we're capable of talking shit and making everybody and being laugh. funny. Everybody knows that you bring such a wealth of knowledge, friend, and such a different, a fresh perspective that most people are, are afraid to even explore because they know that it's going to make them look deeper at themselves. Right. And that's intimidating for people sometimes. But right. you, yeah, not you everyone are, wants to hear it. You're able to present that and communicate it in a way that is so non-threatening and not intimidating that people actually want to do the work. Right. So it's so dope that you bring that. And because no one else is really doing that, I'm glad that people have embraced us and even been open to the idea of of self-exploration because we talk about things that are not you know popular to discuss we talk about things that make even us uncomfortable sometimes absolutely but it's such a necessary (laughs) we all looked at the zombie Uh, everybody needs to know that was a real moment that was not for it it matter like for real this is such a it's such a necessary conversation to be had and i'm just grateful to loudspeakers network and to everyone and to our friends at the read you know for introducing us to this community because now we have an opportunity to really be you know, vessels for people to to, to opening their perspective up and just being their best selves and really doing the work that it takes to do that, which is, which us included, like that's what the fuck we doing on here. Right. And and a friend of mine said it best the other day, the high road is the road less taken. So the fact that you guys are down and walk this walk with us, I'm excited. Not all of you are going to be ready for it. Not all of you are going to feel it. But those of you that do feel it, Let's just keep going. Yeah. I'm excited. And everyone else will catch up at some point. You know what I mean? Like we said, it's all moments, seasons, and paths. And for those of you listening, 
We love you. And we thank love you. you. We and love you. you. What is it, friend? Beautiful ones. We love beautiful you, beautiful ones. ones. We love you, beautiful ones. <laughs> and even the ugly ones, too. We love all of y'all. <laughs> Especially the ratchet ones. Y'all Ooh, are my favorite. They're in my heart. Oh, so, yeah, they are I'm part my, of me. I'm telling you. Guess this what? is who I, I am. Love, I love y'all, too. <laughs> That's right. See you guys next week. <laughs> See you next week at the Friend Zone. Holla. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.